Welcome to the I'm Coach Matt Ward podcast, the place where we don't give a shit about people who say that we can't. Continuing chapter three. Having finished seventh and then third in the league during my arrival, it was an improvement from the previous ninth place. It was promising to see the progress and it was an accurate indicator of the path we wanted to head along. The 2015 season would be the one where we pushed for the BML league title, whilst having a careful eye on the Division 1 qualifiers, just in case there would be a foreigner rule again. Rob and I was working well as a team and although we had slight disagreements from time to time, our strengths complemented each other. We decided that this year we would be going out to win the league title. Then we was going to qualify for the top tier league, soon to be renamed the Taiwan Premier League. Rob had to head to Poland for one of his coaching courses and unselfishly he passed on the full reins of the managing the team to me for the season. I was now going to be the head coach or the first team manager. This was the time I'd been waiting for. I knew this was my chance to build a coaching platform and I couldn't wait. It must have been really hard for Rob to leave me in sole charge while he was gone, but that's the type of guy he is. Rob acted with total professionalism and still supported me with a lot of the admin duties, like booking training pitches and registration of players. From my side, I tried to keep him informed as much as possible and we would still exchange ideas as we normally did. I couldn't have run the team without him. The biggest season of my life was about to start and there was no other option. We had to win the league. It would be fair to say that the strength of our squad would depend on the foreigners working in the country or those here as a student at any one time. Fortunately for us, we had assembled a really strong team and we had successfully recruited some strong additions from past rival clubs. Our pre-season started with two training sessions a week and selection for places was getting really competitive. With my chance to stamp my own identity on our playing style and with the players at my disposal, our plan A shape was a Mourinho style 4-5-1 that would be devastating on the counter-attack, turning into a more attacking 4-3-3 against weaker teams. The central three in midfield, which included one holding player whose only job was to shield the back five, including the goalkeeper, and to allow the other two central midfielders to push forward in support of the attacker. Having tried the opposite with a double pivot, I found that the players were getting confused with their roles and positioning. A single pivot, that's your job, you shield and then there's no confusion anywhere else. Our wide players were predominantly attack-minded, but they knew they had to work back, and they could. We had pace and stamina down the flanks, solid defence and anchor, with a selection of strikers depending if we needed legs or a body to hold up the ball. Our two wide lads and striker, along with one of the attacking central midfielders, were encouraged to rotate when they wanted, or when they felt they needed to, to change the dynamic of the match. This proved really difficult for any opposition to deal with. I started trying to do some opposition analysis and other reports in an attempt to improve our professionalism even more. I would scout the opposition team when I could and by now this role had taken over. Now 
this role had taken not only my real full-time job, but also my life. We had to win the league, nothing less. Much like most of the part-time teams who played around the world and only trained twice a week with a match day at the weekend, it was a testing experience for me, with scheduling what needed to be covered in, in these few sessions. Sometimes it would only be me taking the sessions, and like most coaches know, whatever you have planned will rarely go as you wanted it to work out. I was always ready with backup plans, and although I wouldn't say I'm a really great coach, I certainly made the most of the resources available and I did my best to put on competitive and enjoyable sessions. I like training with intensity which we didn't have a problem with as everyone was fighting hard for their own place. The last session of the week would include some shape and one of the best ways to do this which also included the whole squad would be to play attack versus defence in one half of the pitch using different variables and different rules. This helped the players not only become familiar within their units but also allowed us to train a range of scenarios which may occur in a match. For example, overloads, defending wide areas, attacking from central areas, defensive shape depending on ball position, etc, etc. I had a good feeling about the group of players and was secretly confident we had the upper hand. I believed in ourselves and myself and I didn't think other teams were getting through the work that we were. The season itself went as expected, we were top, we were in the top two places throughout and it went down to the wire with Carnegie's SC, another team with some really strong ex-Premier League Dragon foreign players. The lads were amazing and the commitment and desire was faultless. Of course, there were some incidents to deal with such as lateness and I felt I handled it pretty well. With only one real regret what happened on the last game of the season, still battling it out with Carnegie's SC for the top spot and having already drawn with them in our first meet, crunch time was here. We met them again in what would be almost the title decider and the match just like the first didn't let anyone down. It was thrilling and intense. Overall we had the more depth in our squad and the younger legs, but it was a tough game. Our organisation and efforts of professionalism shone through and we won to go top of the league. What an amazing feeling and although the title was even tighter in our grips I still couldn't settle until it was won. We had a barbecue after the match just as, just as a last get together before the final push to the title. Luckily the rooftop of the apartment overlooked the pitch and I was so excited to watch our next opponents, obsessed. It was pissing it down with rain and the barbecue was getting wet. People were going inside or hiding under brallas like an ex-England manager on the sideline. I didn't care. I stood there with my wet hot dog and cheap bottle of Taiwanese beer, already playing out in my mind the players we needed to win our final match. I knew the lads were laughing at me and taking a piss. It was reasonable. Who the hell was this guy stood in the pouring rain writing notes on a match which, to most, didn't matter at all? Well, guess what? It mattered to me. Our last match of the season came around and if we won, we would be champions regardless of any other results. Carnegie's, our closest challengers, would be playing their game after us. A draw still would make the title likely but could go down to goal difference depending on other results. I didn't want that to happen. 
We all wanted it done and put to bed. Our last match was against last year's defending champions FC Fritz and again they still had a few ex-national team players and were a real threat. On paper we had the strongest team now and we had it all to play for but I was still nervous. We got our preparation right and there was a feel good factor in the squad. We were so, so close. Let's get back to my one regret. Rob and I decided to fly back one of our defenders who had previously moved to South Korea and missed most of the back end of the season. Although a solid player, we managed without him, but we were so focused on having the strongest squad available for the game, we brought him in and left out a guy who had been loyal and a good performer for us. He was sat on the bench and only when we went three goals up, I brought him on. That was a bad decision on my part. If I had the chance to go back in time, I wouldn't have done it. It wasn't down to the fact that I didn't trust him. I just selfishly wanted the best players both on the pitch and off the bench. I didn't see it at the time, but my decision to bring him on whilst winning by a comfortable margin was disrespectful. In my mind, I wanted him to get on and get some minutes in our final title winning match, but outside of my mind, it was disrespect. Finally, the final whistle went. We won 5-2 and we were champions. We had won the BML and I can't explain the feeling. I was so grateful for the efforts from all of the lads. They were brilliant all through the season and not once did anyone do anything that would splinter the team. They were quality lads and the title was for them. I also owe both Rob and everyone involved so much as they all made the title possible. Celebrating with the trophy, I then received an additional bonus surprise of receiving coach of the season, although they probably gave it to every coach who won the title that year. I didn't care, this was my first league title as a coach and was also my first personal award as a coach as well. From just under three years since the life-changing game of FIFA, I was a league winning coach. My vision was taking place and I was to learn it was only just the beginning.